there's a guy uh, he was on the beach tra- walking and, and suddenly he was so frustrated he was talking to god and god said to him son what do you want he said god i am having a fear of flying i don't know how to fly and i whenever i f- in a plane i get so scared to death so why don't you do me a favor why don't you build a bridge from london to new york so i can just drive there and come back and the lord said son do you know it's so expensive to build such a long bridge uh, ask me something else and then the guy pondered for a while and he said uh, god i've been married four times uh, it's ridiculous i've been married four times i every time my when i break up my wife says you are a jerk i just want to know how my wife thinks how she why she thinks like this why she speaks like this i want to know everything about women and there was a long pause and god said do you want two lanes or four lanes anyway <laughs> most of them are women here so i don't know it is so funny but anyway lift up your bible and say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning holy spirit you speak to us lord put your word in my mouth i'll pray that it'll go directly into your children's heart and it will produce fruit hundredfold in return and all god's people say in jesus name amen what we are going to do is we're going to continue the series we started 3 weeks ago this is the fourth week we are talking about the sermon on the mount the beatitudes the uh, beautiful eight blessed are those so the first week we talked about the blessed are those who are poor in spirit we talked about humility and gentleness of the lord the second one we talked about blessed are those who mourn and how good it is to mourn biblically we talked about it from my own example of losing my dad and the third one blessed are those who are meek which is a challenge for many men especially in this country to humbly say i am sorry and we talked about this also the fourth one we're going to talk it's a pretty heavy subject so i have written a quite a few stuff on the on the screen so please do take notes but this is also a very tricky w- word so that's why uh, this one is called the blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled and i want to read a quote from watchman nee probably everybody knows watchman nee and watchman nee said this legalism is bound to produce pride of heart legalism is bound it's not up in the screen legalism is bound to produce pride of heart why why i say this because this morning 30 minutes talk can either take you one side of the pendulum where you can either say i'm going to thirst and for righteousness and hunger and it can produce like i'm going to arrive there through my works or it can other side of the pendulum is everything god has done i just no need to do not being responsible so i just believe we have to come to a balance and not to allow any legalism in this so i am praying that the words that come out of my mouth will not produce any legalism in you so that you will not be like oh i have to do this in order to be but if we don't carry the cross to win salvation okay we carry the cross out of the love of god what he has done as a part of our discipleship okay so that's what i wanted you to pay attention to this so let's let's read um, matthew chapter 5 is uh, verse 6 blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and they will be filled and i wrote down here few things 
so it will be easier for you to understand because what is hunger and what is thirst for righteousness we will come back to that in a minute but it's up in the screen every believer needs to understand these uh, seven things a god loves everyone that's that's universally true right god loves everyone he loves the sinners he loves the uh, believers non believers but he is angry with the rebellious who regard his leadership that's us is angry when you know when you have given to the lord the lordship what is the lordship you have given him the master you you say god you lead my life but then he gives you a plan he gives you a thought you deliberately say i'm not going to walk and move at it he gets angry at it so but he is grieved with believers who persistently live in known compromise that's also again us what does that mean like we choose this is the truth but we choose to live in compromise and it happens in every area of our life we know we can't give dowry but we still give dowry we know we can't give bribe we still give bribe we know we can't cook our finances but we still fudge our finances this is what is grieved in other words sad when believers who persistently live in known compromise number 4 he enjoys glad relationship or enjoys the relationship with believers who have sincere intentions to obey him that's why god called david a man after his own heart are, are we following so the the reason god called david man after his own heart is not because david became the most pure heart no it's because david though he was having his own challenges he would pray like this even when he messed up with bethsheba he would pray like this do not take your holy spirit me cast me not away from your presence let me restore to me the joy of your salvation so god looks at the intention of his heart and he says i am committed to your person and i will enjoy that relationship with the person because his heart sincerity is what i look amen amen number 5 he is patient with those who need correction and number 6 is jealous for immature believers and disciple and disciplines them to remove the things that hinder them sometimes we pray things doesn't happen how many of you know that yes sometimes you pray you pray 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 i prayed i was in australia praying for new zealand visa it never happened because i believe that was not the time the lord wants to open the doors you know but then in november god is opening doors for us for us to go and share the gospel that's you know it's it he opens miraculous doors so this is the thing he he is patient with those who need correction number 5 number 6 is jealous for immature believers but at the same time disciplines them to remove things that hinder them number 7 he entrust a mature believer with the fullness of his promise and purposes okay it's not up there his purpose i said so turn with me now Uh, Isaiah 55 so we're going to dwell a few minutes there it's not up in the screen turn with me Isaiah 55 and it talks about um the beautiful invitation from the holy spirit through Isaiah to all of us it says come all of you who are thirsty come to the waters all you have no money come buy and eat come buy wine and milk uh, without money and without cost why spend on what is not bread why labor on what does not satisfy listen to me and eat what is good let your soul will delight in the riches of the fair so now i'm going to read the same verses 
from the passion version so listen just just if you have a mobile and if you have a passion you can just download it but if you don't have just listen i will read a couple of verses it says listen are you thirsty for more come to the refreshing waters and drink even if you have no money come buy and eat yes come buy all the wine and the milk you desire it won't cost a thing why spend your hard earned money on something that can nourish you so work hard for something that can't satisfy so listen carefully to me you will enjoy a sumptuous feast delighting in the finest good pay attention come closer to me and here your total being may flourish that i will enter into an everlasting covenant with you we don't have time to read the entire chapter do yourself a favor just go home and read that it's a beautiful chapter an invitation from the lord to come and take part in the communion with the lord what is communion common union that's communion you and me and how many of you know out of you know you can just out of your own experience you tried to win favor through your works in your early stage walk with the lord through your fasting for your prayer you tried if i do this if i do this if i read this i will probably get blessed but how many times you know your work is never going to take you to your place of satisfaction yes you probably know that right so you have tried you have worked hard but never arrived there so this is what we're going to do now we're going to go into a, a deeper walk with the lord how to hunger and thirst for righteousness because the bible says when you hunger and thirst for righteousness you will be satisfied what is satisfaction is not the amount of ministry you arrive the big how big your job is how big is your education qualification is that's not what it means that means you are satisfied how many of you know john piper anybody heard john piper he says this most beautiful statement god is more glorified in you when you are more satisfied in him in the midst of your suffering amen so it's not like you have everything then you are satisfied no in the midst of so many challenges you know that you know i am having a common union with the lord and this union helps me to know that i belong to the king of glory amen so what we're going to do now we're going to next 15 20 minutes we're going to talk about how to hunger and thirst for righteousness but one of the greatest weapon against us everybody can agree with me if, if i say this is the weapon called discouragement yes hello and discouragement comes in a form it doesn't come in a face of a kali it comes in a face of a sometimes a coworker sometimes spouse singles don't worry about that but sometimes it comes in a fave in a in a in a in a in a in a form of your friends it comes in a way that's why i wrote down three things about discouragement discouragement is universal discouragement is recurring and discouragement is contagious but this is the good news i've written down here i was saved when i came to christ and i was transformed when i came to know that he believes in me see it's two different thing many people know only half of the truth but the other half many people don't know that god believes in us do you know that i i don't know i just wanted to look at you all your eyes and say jesus believes in you and sometimes we don't believe in ourselves <laughs> hello in tamil they say enne na namma maten 
So it's, that's the way, that's why we say that, you know. My brother is there. Okay. He believes in you. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this is what I wrote down. So I was saved when I came to Christ. But I was transformed when I came to know he believes in me. Amen. So, this is what, um, I've said this before, I want to say this again. Holy Spirit dwells in holy bodies. Let's not make a mistake of thinking that we can be spiritual and not be good. And let's not make a mistake that we can walk with the Holy Spirit and still talk and do wrong and dirty and unrighteous things. 1 John 1, 7 says, while we walk in the light, having the fellowship of peace with one another, then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. And... I wrote down here six things. It's very easy to uh, remember uh, and it's very easy to put it in practice. What it means to walk and in hunger and thirst for righteousness. And this is what it means. When you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you desire to be holy. Amen? You desire to be holy. And this is the verse that says uh, in, uh, uh, in Isaiah 6.3, and they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Go back, don't show the scripture. I want to dwell on that uh, verse. You know, when you look up to God, you don't say, God, you are good, you are awesome. You know, we now the word awesome, we don't even really, <laughs> we say the pizza was awesome. The word awesome basically means reverential fear. Domino's pizza it does not have reverential fear. But that's what we say. The last night Domino's pizza was reverential fear. Awesome. So that's what, you, you, when you go before, stand before God, you, you, you will just, you, you will look at God and you, you will not say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be just sitting there and say, God, you, you I just arrived there. Hello, how are you? No, this is what the Bible says. The 24 elders bow and there's only one thing. The angels covered two of their eyes, two with the wings, their eyes and their feet and, and the, with the two wings, they just say, God, you're holy, holy, holy. This is what will happen because our God is a consuming fire. Many times we don't understand, we don't talk about it. We take God is my buddy, he rubs my back, I rub his back, you know, we just having a good time. Let's not forget, this is the God out of his mouth came all of us. So, so this is what it means, the holiness. Holiness is something that you and me can never produce. Religion has been trying for the last 6,000 years plus, trying to produce holiness, miserably failed and you and me, we have tried also. We have failed miserably. That's why the Bible says, be holy. The next verse, First Peter, I guess, 1, 15, 16. Just as he called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. That means I can never say, put off, you know. I can never say, Sunday I'm going to be holy. Monday I choose not to be holy. You can never produce. It's who you are reflects everywhere around you. Amen. That's why there is an English old saying, show me your friend, I will tell you who you are. Have you heard that one? Yes. That's very easy. You, I show my friend, you, don't, you know what, what kind of person I am. This is the thing. So you can never produce holiness on your own. The holiness produced by communion, common union with him. So this is the first one I wrote down. When you thirst and hunger for righteousness, 
you desire to be holy what does that mean practically speaking i when i am walking in holiness it doesn't mean i'm going to look at everybody who is wrong and say that's self righteous that's self pride you know like i have arrived it but no this when i am in holiness i choose to avoid things the first thessalonians 5 says test everything take what is good avoid suspicious things hello that's quite first thessalonians 5 go and read it it says test everything so i will test i will take everything but i won't put it in my heart i will test it because i have a filter his name is called holy spirit then i will take what is good but then i will not mess around go around tell people that this is wrong this is wrong i will just avoid it today one of the biggest one of the greatest challenges in the christian ministry we have is we have so many fellowships so many stuff everybody can give you opinion if you don't like my sermon you can just turn it off you can watch something on youtube joel austin can speak you know if you don't like him he's too sweet and he wants something rebuking john hege is speaking you know <laughs> you can you can choose whatever and if you don't want anybody from velur you can go somewhere else we have so many opinions but you know what those things can take you one level but there is something you and god alone that's your kononia just being with the presence of god nobody can satisfy that and i want to encourage you that you will come to that place of common union with the lord never take a second hand hand down version of someone's revelation in your own life you go you seek papa amen so this what i wrote down you know you desire to be holy the second one when you thirst for righteousness this is what happens you desire to be truthful and what is truthful in india that depends brother <laughs> it depends on the situation eh? we have something called chumma eh? something it's very normal it's being uh, being uh, uh, truthful is it's it's we have a saying in tamil i'm not sure in malayalam in other language aayiram poi solliyavadu or kalyanam panni vekkalam that means you can tell thousand lies to marry one person is there in, in malayalam also no huh? you have telugu also is there so you can do thousand lies that's why people just make up stories it's like why you are late it became late you know we just it's so easy to tell lie in, in this country that's why nobody nobody trust one another we walk in suspicion even government offices don't trust one another because it's all lies how do you live out of that you have to choose to speak the truth and i tell you sometimes the most challenging thing as a pastor is not to exaggerate i'm vulnerable with you guys because for me is exaggeration god holy spirit convicted me exaggeration is still lying what is exaggeration take a truth add some little masala to it present it very nice hello this is the thing and sometimes god has to take me to the deeper parts like saying hey you know it's you have to and let's read some some scriptures on that okay first corinthians 8:21 this is beautiful paul is talking to the corinth church for we take thought beforehand and aim to be honest and absolutely above suspicion not only in the sight of the lord but also in the sight of men absolutely above suspicion you know one of the reasons we show 
how much we receive to you. It's small. We are a handful of people. I want you to think not like, we put the money, I don't know where it gone. You know, sometimes we have this thought, right? I was part, before I planted a church, I was going to a church. I, we give money and we wonder. We say, so we have, that's why we show this. We show, we, we share, we, we share our outreaches. You know, this is what we do with our money. We just, we just want to be vulnerable and open with you guys. Why? Because if I can able to do it with 20 people, less than 20 people, if God blesses us more, if God gives us the city, it will be easier. Amen? So this is the thing. Watchful, be honest, aim to be honest and absolutely above suspicion so that not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Let's read one more scripture. Ephesians 4.25. So put away your lies and speak the truth to one another because we are all part of one another. That's from the children's Bible. Amen. And these two letters Paul wrote to a pagan audience, which basically means, you know what is a pagan audience? They don't have a Judeo-Christian worldview. They don't have Goliath's story, David's story. They don't have Moses. They don't have the Torah. They don't have all the 613 laws. They don't have Yahweh. They just pagans. They were worshipping Zeus and all those millions of gods and they got converted. That's why they, they had so many gods. Like India, we have gods. For education, we have a god. For, for money, we have a god. For death, we have a God. For strength, we have a God. So the Corinthian church was like that. They had, that's why Paul was saying, am I of Apollos? Am I of Paul? You know, don't fight. We are all one in Christ. So Paul has to go back to them and correct them and say, you know what? Hey, be absolutely above suspicion. That means you don't give them even the appearance of evil. One of the things me and my wife, we decided is uh, never take uh, opposite sex on a car and drive alone. It's something that we have made. Even I will take Isaac with me. If I have to drop one of our staff, if I drop one of the girls who come for prayer, and I will say, I will drop her, but I will put Isaac or Asha inside. Because 10 o'clock in the night, imagine, I'm driving one of you, and you will look at her, huh, he talked about holy, he's driving alone with that sister. Yes or no? It comes to your mind. Why? Because you have chosen, and one of my, one of my um, mentor, he taught me this principle. Charles, make sure that you never give room to people that they will think that way. You have not done it. You don't need to go and explain to them. But don't allow that. You know, sometimes we live in the modern culture. Ah, it's okay, it's okay. It's, uh, God sees my heart. Of course God sees your heart. But the world does not see your heart. The world sees your appearance. Amen? I know it's it's little heavy Sunday morning Please, you know, let's, let's deal with this. Is there another scripture there? Okay, number three. When you hunger and thirst for righteousness, what else you do? You desire to be bold. Amen. In other words, you will not chicken out. In other words, you will not just say, you know, cop out. There is an English word for that. It's a cop out. You just don't know cop out. There's a verse for that scripture. Just go ahead. My phone doesn't work. Uh, Joshua 1, 6 and 9 says, Be bold and strong. Banish fear and doubt. Somebody said fear basically means false evidence appears real. F-E-A-R. False evidence appears as real. And banish fear and doubt for remember the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
And I want to challenge you. You know, one of the biggest fear for me as I walked with the Lord in the mission field, I mean, 21 years trusting God. I was telling Kiranti last night, we were praying, and I said, I started my journey 21 years ago. I said, Lord, I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to walk with you, because he called me, and no salary, and he has never been unfaithful. There were many moments I walked away from God unfaithful, not in the sense like, you know, sinning and whatever, but in the sense of being not walking in the full original design. But never I could recall and say, God, you are unfaithful to me. And all the time the Lord reminded me only one thing. Do not fear. Amen. I'm not saying we should never be scared. That's then it's not possible. We will all be scared. But I like what Joyce Mayer says. When you wanted to walk with the Lord and you feel scared, just keep walking even though you're scared. Even though you're scared, keep walking. Amen. Keep walking. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I don't know who's going to provide. I don't know how my provision is going to come, but my help comes from the Lord who is the maker of heaven and earth. I don't know how my children are going to come back to the Lord, but I know this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't know I will be able to accomplish this task, but I know Christ in me is going to strengthen me. I don't know if I can able to provide for the next month, but I know the Holy Spirit in me says he will supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I don't know. I may have challenges like this, but the Bible says I am confident of this. I will not die, but live and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. So what you are doing? You are edifying your inner man. You are strengthening. That's why this Bible has to be inside of you, not in you, not just in your pocket as your mobile app. It should inside. That's why day and night the Bible says Psalms 1. He's like a tree planted by the waters whose leaves will not wither. Whose trees, whose fruits will always be in season. And out of season also. Amen. So that people will be blessed when they see you. Because your opinion is matched with the opinion of God. Amen. So let's read one more. Christ's sacrificial atonement allows all of God's people to be bold. Think about this. I wrote down like almost 10 of them are there. My phone is not working. So it's all this. We're going to read quickly all of this. His blood paid the price for our forgiveness. You believe this? So why should we be covered? His blood paid the price. Somebody comes and says, I know what you did last summer. You tell the devil, go somewhere else. You know, in Tamil they say, Apalapopisase. And one guy said, Apagatapopisase. So he, instead of saying Apalapo, he, he told him to go to the father, you know. So anyway, but his blood paid the price for our forgiveness. Number two, he made the way for us to be reconciled and restored to the father. Yes, you and me can never be reconciled. Who did that? Holy Spirit did that. He brought us. That's why I said father created, son redeemed. Holy Spirit dwells in us. Amen. Number three, look at this. We're going to go fast because a few more things to cover. He gave those to believe in him the right to become the children of God. Did you come on your own rights? No. God gave you the right. How did he God give the right? Romans 8, 14. He says, for those who are led by the spirit of God are called children of God. Amen. Number four, look at this. He made us to sit with him in the heavenlies. Where you are seated, Psalms 139 says, if I go down, you are still there. Our position legally is grave. 
Hello? But that legal position was cancelled through the blood of Jesus and he gave us where? Right now, earthly, our body is in the earth, but where are we seated? In the spirit. Come on, guys. Where are we seated? In the heavenlies. We are seated in the heavenlies. That's what Ephesians 2, 6 says. That's because of him. He put us there in the heavenlies because of his resurrection. Resurrection did two things. It put enemy in shame, but it put you next to Christ. Hello? So don't say, oh, I'm nothing, I'm nobody. Look, this is your position in Christ. Number five, he continuously intercedes for us day and night. Hello? There is two people. Holy Spirit is an intercessor. Devil is a tormentor. Okay? Devil torments you. Holy Spirit comforts you. And when you have Holy Spirit in you, you will torment the tormentor. Amen? Hello? This is the reality. So he intercedes for us. What is intercession? God tells you to tell God back what he told you to tell him back. That's it. It's intercession. It's a communion with him. So he intercedes for you. That's why the Bible says he's a brethren. He's an accuser of the brethren. Also for the sistren. Amen. He's the accuser of the brethren, but also for the sisters. But he's not our accuser. He's our intercessor. Look at the one. His Holy Spirit dwells in us who believe in him. How many of you believe in him? All of us. Yes. Doubts are there? No. So he dwells. Where is the address of God? The Holy Spirit is in your heart. So next one. In him the promises of God are yes and amen. 7,000 promises are there. Take the promises God. Say yes God. Be bold. Yes I will not die but live and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. In Christ I am more than a conqueror. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. He is my provider. He is my strength. Look at this. Put your hand on your kids. I do this almost every single day over my kids. I say Isaac and Asha in the name of Yeshua you are highly favored, deeply loved, greatly blessed. You will grow in wisdom, humility and stature. One favor before God and men. Papa God loves you. Every single day I do this and give them a big tickle. Daddy's tickle. And why? Because they need to know because the world out there says you're a loser. You don't match. You don't arrive there. Sixth grade, six, six year old, you should have these many things. You, have been, you should have done these things. Three year old, you should do this. The world is in a competitive stage. Then a rat race. By the way, even if you win a rat race, you're still a Thank you so much, Manat. You're still a rat. That's it. Indian rat. That's it. Okay. So, next, next. His love can never be separated from us, no matter what. Amen. That, that, that means, that means, can I be a little bit radical here? Even when you mess up, his love. That does not give us permission to mess up. But even when you mess up, his love can never separate us. Amen. Look at the other one. He is the Lord of the Lords and the King of Kings and yet he calls us friends. This is beautiful, guys. That's why we have to be bold. That means like, hey, you know, you, you may not have all, you know, people sometimes say, you, you know, there were two Englishmen, they had a few drinks in the pub and they got so drunk and they were walking out and they were so confused and they met a cop and they were like, hey, tell me where I am. And the cop is like, very offended, he says, do you know who I am? And the two drunk men says, oh man, we are totally messed up. We don't know where we are. He doesn't know who he is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't think that's our position. 
This is the thing. We are called friends. John 15. Go home, meet, read, read that chapter. He said, signs and wonders will follow those who believe him. You know, so sad. Many Christians are following signs and wonders. I, I, I request you. This is the humble way of Tamil way, Indian way. Request. Don't follow signs and wonders. Follow Yeshua. Signs and wonders will follow you. Amen. The Bible says two angels will God promise to follow. What are the two angels? Goodness and mercy will follow you. Many times we follow goodness and mercy. I give money, goodness will come. I do this, I do that. We were talking last night. I do this, it is No, 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 no. That's the command from Papa. Goodness and mercy should follow you. Your calling is to dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm preaching good. Say amen. Amen. Thank you. I'm little Pentecostal today. And number last one, you know, in him we are more than conquerors. Why we are bold? You have the list here. Take a printout of that. Put it on a bathroom mirror or something or a fridge or something. You can just look at it. Wow, this is my inheritance in Christ. That's why I'm bold. That's why I'm hungry and thirst for righteousness. Look at verse 8, 31 says, what then? This is Paul again writing, not to the Judaic worldview people. He's writing to the total pagan people. He says, what then shall we say in response to these things? What are these, these things? You have to read about 30. He was talking a list of stuff that he went through. And he says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Can you do a little thing? Like knuckle someone and say, daddy is with me. No one can do anything. Amen. Just do a little knuckle. Amen. Do a knuckle with Yes. Amen. This is the beautiful thing. We have still a few more things to go before we pray. Let's, let's read. When you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you desire not to give up. Amen. And tell you so many times we thought of throwing in the towel and call it. That's it. It's not working. It's not working. And it's tough when you put all your heart, everything, and you see, as a pastor, and being vulnerable, sometimes you see empty chairs, you, it feels like, what the heck, man? Something wrong or whatever. But, you know, God is in the midst of pruning us. And I'm not called to look at externals. I'm called to look at Christ, the internal. Amen? The lasting, everlasting fruit. And this is scripture, Galatians. Again, it's beautiful from the New Living Translation. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. How many of you did good? Yes? And how many of you got tired of doing good? Yes? You feel like, oh man, again to this person? Again? Again I have to do this? At the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Amen? I just want you to put your hand up there and say, God, give me this never quitting spirit. Never. I just don't want to give up. Just, just, I just feel so strongly. Some of you are in the verge of like just throwing in the towel and say, I'm tired of this. God is saying, I'm going to give you grace to hold on. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Let's read one more scripture. James 1.12. Again, this is beautiful. The brother of Jesus says this. In fact, if you read John 6, he got offended and left Jesus and never followed. But later when he writes the letter, he says, he doesn't say brother, he says servant. In actually, the old original translation, it means slave of Jesus. Look what he's saying. Happy is the person. This is from the voice translation. Happy is the person who can hold up 
under the trials of life. At the right time, he knows God's sweet approval and will be crowned with life as God has promised. The crowns await for all those who are called, who love him. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? Amen. It's like, if you read James 1, this says, consider it pure joy when you go through trials. And then at the end of this verse, you will see you will lack nothing. So, consider it pure joy. Don't wait to arrive to the destiny to be joyful. Consider it pure joy because you lack nothing. Because your destiny is already been designed by God. So, don't arrive to the place to be joyful. Enjoy the journey. Amen. Are you going through painful time? Enjoy the journey. While you are going through this, enjoy the journey. We're going to read one more. Okay. Number five. Six totally I have. I don't know why six, why seven. Just whatever comes, I just write it down. So when you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you desire to hang in there. That's perseverance, which is similar to never to quit. But this is another emphasis on that. To hang in there. You just dwell there, just there, you know, just put up there, be perseverance, you're just there, be faithful, we keep on doing what is good, just be hanging there, you know, one day when the Lord said to us, I was so discouraged, that time we were still meeting up there in the hotel, in the restaurant, Dr. Roshni knows, and we had 60 chairs, and there were six people on the, on the pulpit leading worship, and it was just me, Isaac, and Asha. And there was, maybe you were there, Rani were there. There was few, and I was so frustrated. I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, Lord, and then the Holy Spirit said, you know what? It's the audience of one. It's not how many people. If you're going to get your identity on how many people come to church, you're missing the point. And this is for me. It may be for you. It may be differently for you. Maybe it's different. You know, who's affirming me? How many people called me and this morning said sir or madam or how many people said good morning first to me instead of me saying good morning? You know, we have this petty little things that we say, this one makes us feel good, but in front of God, before the 24 elders, when fell down before the throne of glory, he said, it's nothing. It's nothing. Let's read a couple of verses here. Romans 3 from the children's Bible. It's beautiful. I use a lot of translations so that it's easier to understand. We also have joy with our troubles because we know that these troubles produce patience and patience produce character. Character produces hope. And this hope, which hope, the hope that you have in Christ, amen, will never disappoint us because God has poured out his love to fill our hearts and God gave us his love through the Holy Spirit whom God has given to us. Amen. This hope in Christ will never disappoint us. Men may disappoint. I tell you, I will disappoint because I'm just a human. Don't put hopes on your pastor. Your husband will disappoint. Your wife will disappoint. Your best friend will disappoint. Your Facebook friends will definitely disappoint. Your Instagram will dump you like... They're going to put up the thumbs down very soon. They are working on it actually. And, and all of them will disappoint. But hope in Christ will never disappoint. Let's read one more scripture. Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, this is from NIV. Therefore, since we are surrounded with such a cloud of witness. What is the surrounded? Hebrews 11. Hello? 
Hebrews 11. The list goes on. Hebrews 11. That's the surrounded. We have people walked before us. I mean, Pandita Ramabai. Anybody heard her name? Pandita Ramabai, a Brahmin girl, started the first school for women here. You know, children's home. She rescued so many kids. You know, so we have, sometimes we, we say, oh, I'm struggling, Lord, and I, God reminds me of this cloud of witnesses. He says, hey, look at this. You know, cloud of, we're starting, I think, if, if everything goes well, God get the glory. This is going to be the first special needs school in the district of Velour. Amen. But so many challenges, but a cloud of witness. Cloud of witness. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. One is discipleship. Another one is your personal walk with the Lord. Okay? One is distraction. There are three ways enemy torments you. One way is to torment and torture you mentally. Okay? That's the one way. This, the second way is to block you to know Jesus. The third way, even if you come to know Jesus, he will distract you by giving you so many options. Hello? This is what the Bible says. So enters everything and the sin so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance that race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not go weary and lose heart. Hold someone's hand. We're going to pray 30 seconds quick. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We're going to just pray. As you hold, you just pray for that person. That person will not lose heart. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister. They will not lose heart. They will continue to fix their eyes on Jesus. As they go through, as they hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will not give up. They will hold on. Yes, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. One more verse we're going to read and then we'll pray. This is the last one, okay? When we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we desire to love and obey. It's so many times people say, you know, love is different, obedience is different. If you truly love, you obey. Hello? It's, it's a very simple thing, you know? People sometimes say, ah, oh, you know what? Jesus loves me. I don't need to keep walking in the way that it's written there. I just can choose. Anyway, loves me. This is what the Bible says in John. It's two verses I wrote down here. John 15, from the Passion. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love. Hello? You will live in my love. That What is living? It's a communion. It's, it's, it's a relationship. Hello? You will live in my love just as I've kept my Father's command. For I totally, for I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. There's another verse in the chain, same book, John 14, 15 says, Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Amen. Loving Jesus empowers us to obey his commands. That's why I've always said this before. I'm going to say it again. Grace does not ignore sin. Grace empowers obedience. Amen. It takes us one level higher. 
So it's not like, uh, can I do this? Can I not do this? Can I flirt? Can I not? Can I mess up? Can I not? No, 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 no. It's grace empowers me to be like Jesus. That's it. So I choose to be like Jesus. The greatest compliment you and me will have ever received is not how big is your ministry or how powerful is your you know, portfolio or how amazing you did in the hospital. Nothing that counts. People say, when this man walked into the office, when this woman worked with me, I see something different. Is the presence of Jesus. Amen. And that's why the Bible says, let us take off everything that hinders. In some translation says, take off all the filthiness. What is the one of the filthiness? Bitterness is a filthiness. Gossip is a filthiness. Hello? These are filthy stuff. Take off. You know, bitter people cannot freely worship God. Gossip people cannot have the presence of God in their hearts. So I want to challenge you. It's 10.30. I want all to, you know, I'm going to wrap it up, but I just feel so strongly that we as a community, we are called to hunger and thirst. <laughs>